until we reach full maturity of our cortex. And at that point, the motor cortex literally, literally grows out of our sensory cortex, allowing us to have full control of our brain, hence our emotion. And as we know, the ro- one of the roles or one of the uh, part of the roles of the frontal lobe is to inhibit the limbic system. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 86 of the Neuro Experience podcast. I'm Louisa Nicola, and I am your host. Let me ask you something. Have you ever thought about how posture can directly affect your mood, emotional well-being, and overall physical health? My guest, Annette Velpeo, is here today to talk to you directly about brain health in relation to good posture. She's going to be speaking to us today about the importance of how our brains interpret the world around them via sensors to create a posture to move about the world. She has a vast knowledge of postural correction techniques. And guys, she taught me so much. She taught me that having an aligned posture can aid in body function, athletic performance, decreased pain, and it can also prevent injuries. This interview really pumped me up because I'm one of those people who often overlooks posture. So I hope you leave this episode as fired up as I was. So guys, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Annette, welcome to the Neuro Experience. I'm so excited to chat to you. Thank you so much for being part of it. Thank you so much for, uh, for having me. Look, it's, um, it's an exciting time because we've actually, on the Neuro Experience, we've actually not delved into posture and I know that you are very big on this and I know you're going to give some great insights. So before we kick off, I'm going to ask you the question and that is, how do you start your morning? Wow, my, my morning starts at uh, 4.30 a.m. as my uh, two-year-old son has decided for reasons that I cannot explain that this is when... <laughs> This is when the morning starts. So I'd have to say at, at 4.30, I'm, I'm, uh, my eyes are open. I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. I'm uh, ready to start my day. And uh, my morning usually starts with, uh, you know, being into posture and, and really understanding where, um, where these movement patterns really originate from. What, what I find is really interesting and a lot of fun when you have uh, younger kids is that you get to see live kind of how this this movement starts to emerge right from the beginning of life. So uh, my morning usually starts with, uh, you know, with making sure that I, I do some, some um, cerebellar exercises with the, the kids and make sure we stimulate their proprioception, starting with the feet, with the hands, with the eyes. And, you know, we'll, we'll dedicate a good a half an hour to this. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So, of course, once the uh, four-year-old starts, the two-year-old wants to do it and, and so on and so forth. So usually my, my early, early morning starts with that and then you know um i i'll start my day and, and get ready basically for uh for for the day wow that's um that's so important if only i learned that at a very young age i guess my posture would be so much better now um so you're a posture and neurology expert and you teach scientifically based posture correction techniques to healthcare professionals and individuals all over the world can you tell us a bit more about what you do and how you got into it yeah, so uh, the, the terminology, yeah, definitely posture neurologist. Uh, we like to use the terminology posturologist, which um, is basically, um, I'm going to say, a new era of um, healthcare professionals, if I may use this terminology, that um, is kind of more aware of how uh, the basic movement patterns emerge 
uh, from the early stages of life and what that actually represents in our uh, adult life or teenage uh, life and the implications that it can have on our, on our global health, our performance, our cognition, our digestion, and, and pretty much anything that's associated to uh, global health. So uh, really, I started out as a healthcare practitioner in, in 2006, and my main focus has, has always been uh, rehabilitation. I come from a family uh, on my father's side of uh, neurosurgeons, and I, I think that the topic of the brain was never too far away uh, from uh, the discussion. And, um, you know, in, in the re rehab industry, they, they teach us to look at muscular imbalances and, and chronic pain. And they teach us that these imbalances really are the cause of the problem. And uh, what really got me started is, is that one day, you know, I was, I was doing what, what I had what I had uh, learned uh, best and I had a client and I was, I was uh, making a living from, you know, repetitive uh, customers as far as treating their, whether it be shoulder pain, knee pain or, or back pain. And uh, specifically there was a, a lady client who at the time was a marathon runner, very fit, you know, very into working out, uh, rock climbing and training three or four hours a day. And uh, recently had been struggling with knee pain. Uh, when I say recently, it had actually been over two years. So it was intermittent. And um, so I did my basic uh, range of motion assessment uh, routine. And surely enough, I found weak muscles and strong muscles. And I started uh, working on reactivating the ones that were weak and stretching the ones that were strong and so on and so forth. And uh, it was going great up until the third session when she asked me, um, I guess, that, you know, at the time, this question was, was a very embarrassing question for me because I didn't have an answer to give her. But looking back now, I, I think was a blessing in disguise. She, she said, well, why, why does this pain keep on coming back? <laughs> so um, not really knowing what to, I mean, we were making progress, we were alleviating the symptoms, but um, you know, I had to come to the uh, conclusion for myself, faced by myself, that we were not actually resolving the issue on a permanent basis. So not knowing the answer, I took this question back to my teacher and I said to him, why, why are we not able to actually correct this problem? There's no injury. There has been no accident. Uh, this woman is, is doing what we're taught to do is train, be healthy, work out, use her body. Why does she have pain on her right knee? And why is it the right and not the left? And why does it just keep on coming back if we're doing everything that we're told? And his answer um, uh, shocked me because um, it, it basically his answer was, who cares? Just treat it. Huh. So as a person and as a professional, uh, this was not something... Uh, that resonated with me or, or that I felt that I could live with. So um, to make a long story short, I started to look um, a little bit into how the science movement emerges. And it wasn't long before I stumbled across the word, the brain. And so it really started with the idea that uh, by working on the sensory components of the body, we can actually improve uh, motor movement, range of motion, movement in general. And the deeper I dug and the clearer it became that if I chose to work with a therapy that addressed specifically the sensory component of the central nervous system, uh, this always produced faster, but most importantly, longer lasting and permanent results uh, with, with my clients. So I've started applying this to, to kids, to the elderly, to the weekend warriors, to the trainers, to uh, performance. And, and Lord and behold, um, um, a lot of the people that I was seeing, I, I just needed to see less and less. And mm -hmm. the results were, were faster and faster. 
Oh my God, that's incredible. You've just, um, a light bulb has just gone off in my head. I, I had an ACL, um, reconstruction about four years ago and my knee, my right knee has never been the same since. So I don't know whether it's, um, weakness in the, you know, they took a hemigraft and now I'm thinking with everything that you're talking about, you know, going down the neural path instead of just going down the rehab of my right leg and my right gracilis. So I'm definitely going to have to make a trip out to see you. And I've always been fascinated, you know, so many articles have been coming up that I've been reading about, you know, the correlation between posture and brain performance. So for somebody like me or for somebody out there who is I guess, suffering with pain or with joint pain, with knee pain, with anything, do you suggest that they look at a different path rather than just trying to correct it, um, you know, with a, with a physical therapist? Well, you know, I think that, you know, I have a saying that I like to use, um, you can't build a house on a crooked foundation, meaning that... Ooh, I love that therapy has its place. It really does. I mean, I, I did it for years and, and, it, and it worked well, but it is um, a system, in my opinion now, and with the experience that I've acquired, that is incomplete in the sense that it does not take in consideration why those muscles are going to be tight or restricted to begin with. And we are taught really to look at a problem locally and not look at the body globally. But when you start to understand, um, as I know you do, um, the functioning of the nervous system and how the brain really is the master computer of all movements. I mean, if your joint is tight, there's a reason for that. And mm -hmm. if you start to look at the way that our brain is processing sensory input, what we'll find is often in injuries, and when I say often, it, this, is, this is almost a 100% rule. If there is an injury, aside from traumatic, aside from things that we cannot control, I'm talking about natural wear and tear of our joints and all of a sudden, you know, you know our right knee or right shoulder is giving out. So if there is pain uh, from what we've seen in all the cases um, and, and clinical cases I've seen in my practice, there always is a postural imbalance that is associated to it. If there is a partial imbalance, and if we take it back to how movement emerges to begin with in the early stages of life, because humans don't start walking before the age of 12 months old, there is a certain, um, how can I say, there's a certain um, development progress that takes place in the brain in order for us to have access to our muscular system. So in essence, if we have a muscular imbalance, uh, we have a brain imbalance. And if we have a brain imbalance and because the brain controls absolutely everything, uh, chances are that we will have other symptoms that will also be associated to, uh, to the chronic pain or, or the, uh, the dysfunctions that we're dealing with on, on a daily life. Wow. It's, that's really interesting because lately um, I've been working a lot on posture because a lot of the articles that I've been reading is saying that you can't have good brain health without great posture and without great balance. So, you know, not being a physical therapist myself and, and focusing solely on um, the brain, um, I'm thinking of, you know, delving out and going into, you know, going into this more deeper. So do you think that you can draw a correlation between mental health and posture? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. There's, I mean, we know there's, there's studies and there's many, many uh, doctors that now, now it's starting to come out more and more, but th there's definitely uh, studies out there. I mean, a, a simple Google search on, on PubMed, uh, there's a, definitely a correlation between our feet and our posture, our eyes and our posture, uh, the position of our jaw and our posture. But, but the thing is, is it because of the way that the brain develops from the bottom up and then from the top down, there's going to be a direct correlation with our cognition, our ability to comprehend, our ability to our social skills, um, our, our mental thought process, and the way that we're a, going to be able to perceive things and, and understand things. And that is all related to the way that we've learned how to move. And, um, and sometimes uh, we call these primitive, uh, primitive movement patterns that are not properly integrated in the early stages of life. And we can start seeing um, I, I'm sure that most of your listeners have already seen these um, imbalances, but just were not aware of what it is that they were uh, that they were noticing. Because if you pay attention and if you know what you're looking for, uh, we'll see that with children, especially with children. I mean, if we're going to talk about true prevention, obviously looking looking at children is key. Um, we can already detect postural imbalances, movement patterns that are not properly integrated. And we know that this is going to affect their motor development in the later stages of life and hence their way, their way to be able to control their emotions and their social skills. So are you saying that we can dramatically change our state and our state being our emotional state if we correct our posture? Well, that's exactly what I'm saying, because to be able to develop the part of the brain, the frontal lobe, the part of the brain uh, that will help us uh, reason with a reasonable thought process, well, the frontal lobe is not, is not yet developed in toddlers. As a matter of fact, uh, what is going to develop the frontal lobe is going to be the stimulation that we receive in the first 12 months of life, and then, of course, in the first six years of life. It's going to be that stimulation that we receive from our sensory receptors, being the muscles, being the skin, being vestibular, being visual. And we're going to learn these... Uh
this, this sensory stimulation is going to myelinate, is going to mature these neurological pathways that are going to help us build different types of movement patterns. Well, at the beginning, they're reflexes and they need to become movement patterns and they built in stages, kind of like a cake. When we've integrated uh, specific movement patterns at the lower part of the brainstem, then we go to the uh, part that is above it and so on and so forth until we reach full maturity of our cortex. And at that point, the motor cortex literally literally grows out of our sensory cortex, allowing us to have full control of our brain, hence our emotion. And as we know, the ro- one of the roles or one of the uh, part of the roles of the frontal lobe is to inhibit the limbic system. So if we have proper movement control, control of our body, then in essence, with this theory, we should be able to regulate our emotions more efficiently. Wow. That's, that's something that um, not a lot of people are actually talking about right now. Why do you think that posture isn't, I mean, I know we all speak about posture. We don't know the um, in-depth to it when it comes to, um, you know, the, the process behind it, but why do you think it's something that people aren't looking at in depth just yet? Well, I think that originally um, in the fitness industry or certainly in the medical field, we uh, we brought a lot of attention towards um, uh, the vestibular system and, and the inner ear. And I think that we've created professions to deal with different problems. We have a foot specialist. We'll have the eye specialist for vision, uh, the vestibular specialist for the inner ear and instability. We'll have the dentist. And then we'll have all of these different types of therapies that are going to be working on on strength or loosening our muscles. Um, for, some, for, for some reason, uh, somewhere, somehow, I, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I'm, I try to look back into the history of, of posture to begin with. And, and the furthest that I found was in the 19th century, when um, really, well, when there's a doctor by the name of Florence, I'm trying to pronounce it in, in English, and this is usually taking place in, in, in Europe, uh, that started talking about the influence of the inner ear on stability. Now, did we build our system based around this? I think no one will know, but what we do know today is that most of the therapies that we're dealing with, although they do provide results, because the moment that you are working to optimize the nervous system, you will have a positive result. Where I feel that it is incomplete is that these results are uh, temporary. They're not. They're not permanent. Which which translates to for uh, for the um, uh, for auditors that are listening or for ourselves. Which means that you will need to continuously or for a certain period of time go back uh, back and forth. Go go and and have these therapy treatments over and over again in attempt to alleviate the symptoms that you are experiencing. What, what we're proposing is an approach that looks at the way that the brain is actually processing sensory input by looking at the weight distribution on your feet, by looking at the way that your eyes are actually tracking, by figuring out which movement patterns were not properly integrated. Was it at the bottom of the brainstem? Was it in the mid part of the brainstem? Is it really a motor cortex issue? Is it a sensory issue? What's happening there? And our goal is basically to reconnect these uh, localized, these brain parts, those localized functions together so that we can improve the communication between the right brain and the left brain, which ultimately just leads to better health and and better movement. Are you doing this with neurotech? Like are you using a range of different neurotech EEG scans to achieve these results? 
Oh, not even it's, it's I'm, I'm, I'm not using any, um, the machine that I use in clinic is to measure the results that we've gained uh, for uh, studies, uh, for pilot studies uh, purposes, which measures the um, stability of an individual to the, to the millimeter close. So we have actual numbers to compare if someone's stability has improved or not. But the actual treatment protocol uh, is one of the probably the most simplest protocols out there because we're just we're just basically giving basic neurological exercises to our clients that they need to repeat at home. I'd say, you know, costing them no more than a minute and a half per day. And in, in, you know, in an individual that has, for example, uh, lower back pain or knee pain or shoulder pain, uh, or even migraines, uh, we are not going to see, you know, we're not going to see that that client more than um, six to eight times at the most in a year. So when we start working and addressing that sensory component and optimizing the sensory input going into the brain, we have much faster results that are long lasting. So we don't actually need to see somebody on, on a daily or weekly basis for, for a year. Wow, this is gold. So for everybody listening, um, any type of pain that you have, get over to Montreal. I'm even going to make the trip out there because this seems like a, a hidden secret and a hidden gem that everyone can definitely get um, enormous amounts of benefits from. So for those of us who aren't near you, what, can, what are some of the tools that we can access now at home to gain better postural control? Well, you know, I'd say that I've started recently posting a lot of really uh, detailed and explanatory tips on on my Instagram account, uh, where I actually break down and explain why, you know, why this might work or that why this or something else might not work as efficiently. So, so I am giving a, a lot of tips, but as, as a rule of thumb, and what I'll tell all my friends or, or my family members or, or anyone I care about or, or my or my clients really, is I think that. The, what needs to be integrated in our healthcare system. Um, we have a mentality of, of training to be fit and eating right. And this is something that we now un- understand. Um, and I think that working on stimulating the skin of our foot right from the morning, as well as doing some eye exercises should be incorporated in everybody's uh, daily uh, healthy lifestyle Uh, in conjunction with, you know, everything else that we're presently doing to have a healthy lifestyle, because we know that the skin of the foot tells our, there's a, there's a powerful sensory connection between the skin of our foot and our brain. The skin of our foot will tell our brain if we are uh, walking on ice, if we're walking on sand, if we need to run, if we need to stay. And this information is actually connected or serves the purpose to connect with the intrinsic muscles of our spine. So the ultimate goal as humans is to what? Is to stand upright. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be about energy expenditure. If someone is standing with poor posture or has a forward displacement of their center of gravity, then they are wasting more energy standing upright than someone who is perfectly aligned with physiological curves in their back. The same goes with the eye movements. I mean, eye movements in North America are never tested. What eye professionals are looking for is refraction disorders, whether or not you have binocular vision. Um, but a simple test, like asking someone to look at the tip of a pen uh, when when the pen is, is stuck to the nose in, in a vertical position, um, then this simple test can reveal an eye muscle imbalance. And again, if we look at the way that neurology and the way that the brain processes this, this information, the brain is receiving two types, two different types of visual inputs looking at one single target. So the way that our body is going to respond to this will be 
with muscular imbalances, but here's the catch, we're not aware of it. So then we start to build these movement uh, uh, platforms, these movement patterns based on the information that we are receiving from our sensory receptors, and then our muscles will then adjust to the information that it is receiving. And hence, this is being repeated on a daily basis. And after a certain period of time, 365 days to be precise, this uh, postural habit becomes permanent. So there needs to be a system that, that intervenes with this cycle, if you wish, so that we can start reintegrating proper motor patterns so that the brain can start um, uh, moving more efficiently and hence, you know, saving energy standing upright. Oh my God. Just the fact that you said uh, the skin of the foot, I've not actually looked into that or delved into that. And that is so important because you type into Google or you see, you know, information being spread around posture. And a lot of it is just, you know, straighten up the back and do these tiny little postural techniques at the desk and don't sit down at the desk with a hunched back. And you're actually getting into the nitty gritty science and neuroscience behind posture. And it's something that I love and something that I think everybody around the world can benefit from. So thanks so much for that. Um, Okay, we're reaching the end of the podcast. And although you've given uh, so many little nuggets of gold, I still want to ask you my golden question. And that is, what is the one piece of advice that you can give someone to make their life better? The one piece of advice to make their life better. Well, you know, it's going to have the most optimal um, brain, I would say, uh, would... uh, would relate again back to and this this is a podcast about posture is going to go back to taking care of yourself as best as you can so if there is a way for for anyone to be able to uh you know we they sell lacrosse balls they sell spike balls in 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 stores you know for what for five dollars for ten dollars if there's a way for you or even you know using a fork simulating the skin of your foot in the morning and having your kids or yourself do some some eye exercises uh, in the first part of your day, I think will will just help anyone have um, a, a fresh mind to be able to to start their to start their day in, in a healthy way. And I would even say for those that have pain, um, you can actually test it out. Um, and again, I have many of these videos and exercises on, on my Instagram channel or Facebook or, or even YouTube where I, I actually go through the step by step and the correction process uh, so that you can achieve the, these results. Uh, is simply by um, uh, using tools that are going to optimize your, your sensory perceptions. So we always start with the feet and the eyes because those are the two parts that will tell our brain where our body is in space. But of course, uh, as you know, um, uh, reducing stress, uh, ergonomics, um, looking at the shoes that we're wearing, we, we don't really think about that, but the shoes are actually really messing up our proprioception, even though they're really stylish and nice. Uh, they are having an effect on, on our health because they're affecting the position of our joints, which again, you know, increases cortisol in our posture and decreases a, a, a whole bunch of other hormones that are essential for for being um, in a good mood and, and just happy and, and motivated. So as a rule of thumb, I'd say, you know, if you can, see a posturologist. Um, if you can't, then at least work on stimulating the skin of your feet and moving uh, your uh, eyes in eye exercises and try to stop clenching. If your teeth are in contact, uh, that's not going to do you any good as well because it will it will have an impact on your, on your posture and on your center of gravity as well. Oh my gosh, you're going to, you know, I'm probably going to put it on Instagram tomorrow, first thing in the morning, you're going to see me there with a fork. I love it. The, is it the, <laughs> just to make sure, just to be really clear, it's the bottom, the arch 
of the foot that we're going to focus on? It's, it's, it's the whole foot. You know, studies have shown that there's, there's different areas under the feet that actually connect to the muscles of our lower leg. We can, we can actually, there, there is a, recently a connection between the skin of your foot and, and your tricep and pec major as well. So through these sensory connections, we can, we can have these muscles contract unconsciously. So uh, how would you do this? You just, you know, rub the entire arch of your foot, not only the arch, but the toes, the metatarsals, uh, the heel, the lateral band, left side, right side, and and do this uh, every day. And if you have pain, uh, test it out. Let's say you have back pain or knee pain, uh, stimulate the skin of the foot of of that leg or that knee. And your example would be the the right foot. And then, you know, retest range of motion and see if, if it's made a difference. At the same goes with the jaw. If you're clenching your teeth, try massaging the muscles of your jaw, which, which, you know, are located close to your cheek and you could feel them. If you actually clench your teeth, you'll feel the muscle pop out, Uh, massage that muscle and then, and then retest your pain because everything is connected. We Mm -hmm. can't actually separate the body into pieces. And that's the biggest, um, I think that's the biggest catch 22 of the 21st century is that we need to start looking at the body globally in order to have a significant impact on, on, uh, on posture. Oh my gosh, Annette, this has been life-changing for me and I'm sure it's going to be life-changing for everybody listening. Now, please tell me, where can everybody in the world come and see you? Yes, our office uh, is in Montreal, but we uh, do give, uh, I mean, the the goal of this really for me was to be able to help as many people as possible. And I do believe that uh, people have the right to choose the best therapy treatment for for themselves and the ones that is going to produce the fastest and longest uh, lasting results. So we are in Montreal, but we we are also teaching this to other healthcare professionals. And you can find us simply with a simple Google search or on Instagram. Uh, look for Posture Pro, uh, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or, or even Twitter, which we're a little less active there. But you know, we're, we're looking to change that. Uh, and uh, and of course, again, there there are many tips that I give there. We're very active and. We we try to respond to as many people as possible. Uh, we show some before and after pictures of these, these transformations with children, with adults, with athletes, um, and with, with, you know, with basically anyone that's, that's living life. So um, Posture Pro on, on, uh, on Instagram or Facebook. Amazing. Annette, thank you so much for teaching us this. Thank you so much for having me on.
Thank you.